Welcome to another episode of Bleezy Listening. I am your host, S. Bleezy, and I am here with Zach McNair. Yes. I, I, here hesitate, I, am. I hesitate to use people's <laughs> last names because some people are like, don't use my last name. I'm like, what the fuck? Honestly, how many listeners do you think I have? I have like 10 listeners. So. Yeah, well, you still got to give them content. They're Long time listeners. Yeah. Ghost listeners, by the way, because I'm always like, give me some feedback, everybody. And they're like, oh. <laughs> They're like, just keep putting out fucking podcast. Well, it's uh, it's good to be here, man. It's been been months since we've been uh, quarantining, so it's yes. good to finally see you. So, um, just for the listeners um, to know our history, uh, we met in middle school at Hale Middle School, right in West Hills. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably sixth grade or seventh grade. We've always had classes together. I know. Um, I don't really remember getting that close with you until really like high school but honestly until like after high school honestly it felt like more well, what do you think what would you i mean i was cl- i feel like we got close in high school but it's never like it's just weird i don't know what would you say our I relationship would, was and how you met me? i i would say we were in the same circle but like kind of on opposite ends of it yes and yes. then we came together because of music yeah you played drums Yes. I was looking I play guitar looking for someone to play drums with and then Yogi was there and it and Dan Chase and it all ended up working out for us to just jam and we went from there. Well, can I just say that like you were kind of teaching me how to play drums? <laughs> Cuz like Zach is an amazing musician all around. I I guess what would you say you're known for guitar? Would you say you're known for guitar? I play guitar more than anything else, yeah, definitely. But like yeah, you yeah. can slay the bass. And your drumming is like insane. Um, so, yeah, you just, I, I always like to hang out with Zach. When, once we started hanging out, um, really, we, it, was, it was based around music. And man, we just fucking, I wish we could do that more often now, actually. <laughs> that type of jamming and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, those were the days, no responsibility. I think, it will, and... I think it will come back. I think it'll come back. I think that'll be like my 40s or something. I don't know. You, <laughs> you need space for a drum set. That's the first part right there. Yeah. Well, I got it at my mom's house. But okay. the thing is right now I have a new, new, I have a four month old and like, I always think like, okay, once Justin's like a year and something old, I'll, I'm going to like, I'm going to get a drum set and this and that. And, but Layla's said, but then we're going to have another kid. <laughs> and then we might have another kid if I fuck up. And 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 bust too early, you know. <laughs> you never know. I would say you just need to put the drums in the garage. That's Dude, you know eventually. what? The, how, it's crazy about being um, having a kid. Then you re- actually realize you're like, holy shit, this is actually they're no joke. Like that's real. You can have a kid by busting in a girl, like yeah. your wife. Like that's how it goes. Yeah, I know, no, but like it's well for the longest time, Layla was on birth control, but now she's not. She's done with the birth control. You know, I even told her I was like, fuck that birth control, man. Like, kind of fucks with her body and shit. I don't know, but, like... Um, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, but now I'm thinking, I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, miscalculate the next to the last pump, you know? 
well, there are other things to do, but you don't got to get there yet. Yeah, no. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, if it's kid, if it's going to be a kid, it's going to be a kid, you know? Um, hey, man, I've seen with, with all the homies who now have kids, every single one of them has said, like, as soon as, like, the kid came out, things changed, and it was, like, the best day of their life, and, and things all only changed for the better. So it's crazier and more responsibility, but, like, I'm hoping that, you know see the light and that everything's going well and the kids awesome and it is bringing you a different perspective i'm lucky that my kid is like knock on wood he's like pretty chill like he's um very good looking that's first of all that's all that matters Mm -hmm. that he's good looking and he's tall um and he's half persian so he's gonna be dark and handsome mysterious um i don't know i like, yeah, did it change my life? Yeah, of course it changed my life, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. It's just so weird. You're still you. Yeah. Why do I feel like it's, like, such an echo? I'm going to leave it like that. that sorry. Mm-hmm. I keep fucking with the... Dude. Okay. So, okay. anyways. We'll, um, get it. we'll get it fine-tuned. Oh, we got one. We got one. It's all good. Um, okay, so. Uh, this is... I think this is Zach's first podcast. Um... And I was like, okay, so what should we talk about with Zach? Zach, you like music. I like music. I don't know if I... I started reading this Rolling Stone shit. I'm like, dude, Rolling Stone, do they... Are they even relevant anymore? Rolling Stone? Hmm. I mean, there's people there that, you know, know their music and know the music history and so forth. But I don't know. It's for, for the 500 greatest of all time, who can rank that? <laughs> Who can rank that? No, I know because it's like what's your, how, no, what albums have you even heard? You not one I mean? person, not one magazine. Uh, I mean, everybody. If you had somebody list their hundred albums, their their top ten, even like everybody's gonna have a different answer. You know, there's a lot of subjectivity in that. Okay, well let's let's rank the top fifty here. Yeah, we'll go through them. Are you down? So this is as no. of like twenty. What the fuck? Is Leila's hair right here. So let me ask you this. How many of the top 50 do you think you've listened to? I don't know. I've only like looked at like the top like fucking 20 or the from 25 to 50. And actually, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was like, fuck some of them like, like some of them. uh, We'll get to it. Let's just get to it. Let's get to it. I've probably done about half. Okay. So the number 50 Jay Z, the blueprint. Um, Are you familiar with it, Zach? It's like kind of Jay-Z's, I, I don't know, probably his breakout album. Jay-Z was a fucking biter and he sucked at rap. And then he at one point he like bit Nas's style. And then he he bit a lot of people's style. He's just a fucking, he, he's one of those people like Puff Daddy that like goes and steals. Like, you ever seen that movie CB4 with Chris Rock? Long time ago. Okay, it's based, it's based on like, you know what, you know Rick Ross? You know Rick Ross, the rapper? Yeah. Okay, there's a real Rick Ross that used to fucking deal crack in Los Angeles. And Rick Ross, the rapper, took his name and his whole identity and kind of ran with it and made himself a rapper. But Rick Ross, the rapper now, was a fucking cop. He was a correctional agent in a prison. Like, hmm. So, like, you can make your own identity. And I think people... Well, Jay-Z actually was from the hood. Jay-Z was selling crack and shit in the hood. But he sucked at rapping, and then he, like... He actually is a genius rapper, I guess, because he stole a style, but like he's not like he's a genius biter. Let's put it that way. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. What do you think about Jay-Z and the Blueprint? Have you ever heard about it? I don't know enough. Um, 
I, I've got one Jay-Z album I've listened to, and I come, come, I can't remember which one it is. I don't think it's the blueprint. So rap is not my specialty. There's a few albums and a few artists that I know the stuff and I have listened, but um, with Jay-Z, nah, he's not what I know the best. All I do know is that he, I, from like what you were kind of just saying too, like he was kind of known more as a promoter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he was, I mean, he had some chops maybe, but maybe he was just like a promoter at the beginning. And he knows what's good and he knows what's to, to emulate. He knows how to fucking copy something. I just think well, that's him. He certainly made some hits later on. Exactly. And he knows who to marry. All that. I just don't <laughs> trust him. I don't trust him. I, he's all Illuminati and shit and he's all fucking... Uh-huh. Whatever. Okay. Number 49. Outcast Aquemini. Which is not... I don't think it's Outcast's first album, but it's the first album... Well, it might be their first album... It's the one with Rosa Parks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Puss? Everybody move to the back of the bus. Um, and that one actually blew up in Atlanta, apparently. Um, honestly, this is one of my maybe top 10 albums of all time. My oh, yeah? personal top 10 albums. Yeah, every single song. It's one of those albums to me that every single song on it is good. I mean, Andre 3000 is a fucking genius. He might be the best, best rapper of all time, and that's like from other rappers say that he's a rapper's rapper how about big boy big boy is good he's not top anything but he's fucking good and he can hold it down with andre it's like it's kind of like you can't have two guys that are number one on a you know what i mean you need somebody that can you need a scotty pippen you know what i mean to to the jordan you know to make to round out the team Mm -hmm. and to really like make it feel um dude why does this sound so fucking weird i always thought that like big boy had his like own fan base like his his team that thought he was the best all right i think i fixed it oh man that sounds so much better now sorry sorry maybe maybe i didn't fix it whatever okay um okay so number 48 bob marley and the whalers legend now this is something that i think should be a little bit higher don't you isn't this the bob marley album (sighs) what we got i shot the sheriff no woman no cry no woman, Redemption no song. cry. It's a good one. There we go. There we go. Sorry, myself a little better. Um, okay, so yeah, Bob Marley shouts out. Um, I think Bob Marley was murdered, just like Kobe and Nipsey Hussle. And, yeah. and fucking Malcolm X. I think they murder all the fucking influential black people. That's just And Tupac. I think they were all murdered. Because it, what? It's a, it's a fucking... Is it just a coincidence that every single black person that tries to bring peace and fucking harmony to the hood just gets murdered by the CIA and shit, like in Mossad and shit? Uh, or maybe not Mossad, but I don't know. He's but... still living. He's still at like every single About who? who? Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is a fucking working for them. He's a fucking part of the establishment. Right. He's a sellout motherfucker, that. I think, in my opinion. Um, dude, okay, so Ramones... Is number 47, and the album name is Ramones. Again, I was never a huge Ramones fan. I, I was never like, either, because this is more up your wheelhouse of, like, rock and punk and shit. No, apparently, okay, the only respect I have for them is apparently that they were, like, one, some of the founders of, like, punk rock. But, like, I fucking hate their music. Their music is garbage. But I maybe am taking it out of context, because, like, I know good music now, I guess. And maybe that wasn't around when they were there or something. I don't know. I think they the hits are good and then the ones after that uh just never really stood out to me i don't know yeah. i mean like they they had their own movement so i give them that but i don't 
I never just got into like the old school punk 70s. Let's put it rock. this way. Like I respect, I respect, but like, I don't like the music. Yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Paul Simon, Graceland. Now this is apparently some album Paul Simon made when he went to like South Africa or some shit. All I know is I respect Paul Simon because of the hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Awesome. come to talk with you again like paul simon has some fucking hits i'm down with simon and garfunkel i don't know i think they're just like paying respect to something i don't know this is probably somebody's pick but i just uh, yeah, prince sign of the times is number 45 now this is just some like this is prince like after purple rain he tried to do some movie or something and then like he uh i don't know it was like kind of a tank he's trying to make a comeback i don't know do you know anything about this prince album this one nope i'm doing so good at this so far but uh 87 that was like right before batman and i know he did the batman soundtrack oh so shit he, he had that run between like 82 and 87 that uh was just making hit after hit and this one let's see housequake if i was your girlfriend if i across. was your girlfriend i know if i was your girlfriend and all right moving on the rest i'm sure is amazing nas number 44 nas illmatic and all I have to say about this is, fuck Nas. Apparently he's like some wife beater or something. <laughs> so I was like, how come I haven't heard from Nas lately? And it's like, oh, he like beat his wife or something. So. Mm. But he, he has had some classic albums. This one is good. Apparently, I don't know. This is like his first one when he was like 20 years old in 94. Well, this is what he's known for, right? No, Stillmatic, I think was the second one, was way better, I think. Um, that was the sequel? That was the sequel, I think. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, I could be wrong, but fuck Nas anyways, because he's a white woman well, beater. I, I can't tell you how, like, that line, sleep is a cousin of death, how many people have copied that. No, he, on okay, different look, art, Different albums and... He, he's in the top anything. 50 for a reason. He's a genius guy. He's yeah. a genius right, songwriter. Mm-hmm. Genius songwriter. But uh, he gets no respect from me. Actually, he does from, like, writing. <laughs> I, I guess at what point, like, okay, I know Michael Jackson's in this list, and we'll get to him later, but, like, at what point do you separate the artist from the art? Um, You just, you do sometimes. Uh, I mean, Michael Jackson is quite the case, but it's true. <laughs> like, that you, that, I mean, so many people do. So many people give him a pass. It's just, just okay, the truth. Okay, Um Me Personally, it's a, it's a tricky one, but... I still mean, hear him on the radio. Yeah. All the time. It's kind of contested, too, because it's not, like, set in stone that he did it, but, like, I kind of think he did. No, he probably know. did. Whatever. Um, okay, this album so I know. I know 40, it well. Number 43? Okay, so uh, it's A Tribe Called Quest, and it's a low-end theory. I guess it's their second album, apparently? Yes. Uh, yes. 1991. I'm... Okay, I know this is kind of sacrilegious, because I came up in this era with, like... I was a DJ in the 90s and early 2000s, and, like... No, not even early 2000s. I was literally just a DJ in the late 90s, um, which is weird to say. Uh, but uh, fucking Tribe Called Quest, it's just jazzy. It's too jazzy. I was more interested in like gangster rap and shit. And this is like kind of jazz rap. I was going to say their best song is jazz on the album. It's called <laughs> jazz, it really? but it's a great song. I, I mean, I, the you're songs right. are good. You're right. Like, what it, is that one song? I'm cool like that. No, that's not that. That's not even them. That's not even them. No, um, no. They This was jazzy and also very chill. Like, very chill, laid back, in the groove, hip hop. 
Yeah. And I don't know. That's the like if, if we're talking old school hip hop, like early '90s. This is the stuff that I liked the most. Yeah. And it, it's probably because it's a little jazzy and a little. Yeah, like, no, it was just too like musically and and just jazz. Well, it is called low end theory, low end vibe. Okay, yeah. Do you know about this album right here, number forty two? Mm-hmm. Radiohead, yeah. OK Computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, classic. Look at this first line right here. Radiohead recorded their third album in the mansion of actress Jane Seymour while she was filming Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. That is just a random fact. <laughs> sounds like it's right off the wiki page. Or that sounds very nineties. That's a very nineties fact. Uh huh. Um. What does this mean anything to you, this album? I fucking hate Radiohead, so oh. I can't speak on it. They're not my favorite, but I also think this is Do you think they did anything album. for rock? Like, do you think they, like, did anything? Like, why are they so, yeah. why are they so like, popular? Or why were they so popular? They're not They're not the catchiest of bands, but they're, it's, it's art rock. It's art rock. Okay, art rock. Okay. It's really, it's, it's, they're, they're kind of, Is it one of those things that. where you're like, you looking at your friend and the friend's like, I don't know if he gets it. And you're looking at your friend, like, I don't know if he gets it. And you're both are like, I don't know. Like, I mean, there was some hits on there. I shouldn't say that I don't great. get it because I won't seem smart or something like that. There were some good songs on there. And then if you take the whole thing, if you listen to it all, it's definitely not like, like, you know alternative rock 101 it's like alternative rock like 300 okay number 41 is the rolling stones let it bleed which i'm again i'm not really a rolling stones fan and i don't even think this was like a fucking pop that popular of an album but since this is rolling stone magazine's cover of rolling stone i don't know whatever do you know anything about this album sure give me shelter is like one of their best songs oh Um, shit give me shelter you know that one yeah, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. again, the Rolling Stones, good song. Let's see. You know? Monkey Man, Midnight Rambler. I mean, oh, you can't always get what you want. That's a huge song. Oh, yeah. You can't always get what you want. But have I ever listened to a Rolling Stones album front to back? Probably not. It's just always the hits. It's always just on classic rock radio. Albums, I don't know. It's my parents' like, stuff. It's, it's kind of like having a book or something where it's like, do you how how many albums do you listen to front to back? I guess you do you still listen to albums front to back and shit? I used to all the time and I still do occasionally, but not nearly as much as I used to. Mm. It's just not if you're trying to listen to all the music that's out and there's a lot of great stuff that's out now, it's just impossible to get through one artist album at a time. It's Okay, it's number 40, tough. David Bowie, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Now, this is, I don't know much about David Bowie, but at a certain point, he just made an alter ego and just fucking, um, he was like kind of a trans guy that was like a, like putting makeup on and then he just probably just fucking went crazy with acid or something. I wouldn't say trans. What would you say? Uh, androgynous. Is David Bowie of, one of the coolest guys that's ever lived or? I don't know. Like that seems I've like never met him, but he seemed, out of this whole, right. honestly, this whole list of fucking people so far, even including Andre Three Thousand, I would kind of want to chill with David Bowie the most. Maybe during this era, like from from all I've read about it, because I really like him, and this is probably my favorite album from him. Okay, we'll speak that, on it a little bit then. Well, this is the one where he did come up with the Ziggy Stardust persona, and he had his his band, and they all dressed up, and um, was I think just like one of the first to do that. Like I'm sure there was a few other people that came up with a whole persona and a whole concept of an album, but this was his concept album, and the details of that are in the songs. <laughs> I can't tell you the story as much, but it's you know Ziggy Stardust coming from 
space. Dude, he fucking down. even says that um, that Elton John like bit his style a little bit. He's like, the album Ziggy Stardust was one of rock's earliest and best power ballads. I consider myself responsible for a whole new school of pretentiousness, Bowie said. They know who they are. Don't you, Elton? Just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything with Bowie, there every single album that he's ever made sounds different. Yeah, he's never made the same album. That's twice. I can respect that so hardcore. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not even that big of a. Da- I mean, I am kind of like I like the vibe, but I'm not like you said. Like I've never listened to a fucking album, you know. Okay, so um, number thirty-nine. Talking Heads remain in light. Um, what is there? I don't even know what the fuck song is on here. Uh, once in a lifetime. Is that? <laughs> I don't even know. Talking Heads. I don't even. Do you know who Talking Heads are? Yeah. Once in a lifetime is one of my favorite songs. By but, that's, but that's that's, that's, that's their band? song. That's this band. Yeah, they had that one. They had Burning Down the House. Burning had, Down the House. They had a few ones. Dun, dun, dun. To this album, I can't tell you much, but they've got some cool, funky tunes that. And, and again, they're a band that nobody else sounds like them. Yeah. Or no. the, a lot of people try to emulate them and copy mm-hmm. them now. But back then, nobody You did. can't really do shit like they used to. Okay, so Bob Dylan. Where do you stand on Bob Dylan? I never started listening to him. I fucking hate him. Everybody's like, oh my God, this is the greatest songwriter of all time. I'm like, okay, he might be good at songwriting, but I can't get past his fucking stupid voice. So if he... Any song he wrote for anybody else or anybody who ever covers his songs, I'm like, oh, this is a genius song. But every time I hear his songs, I'm like, Jesus, this song is like unlistenable. It must have been a certain time and a certain place, but fuck, man, he's super well respected and maybe maybe right. I honestly like his stupid son songs better than him. So whatever. Um, okay, good so old no- wallflowers. <laughs> Number thirty-seven is Dr. Dre, The Chronic. And this is a song that I, or this is an album I really like. Actually, this is another album I, I really feel like every single fucking song is good on this album. I think so. I think Dr. Dre is a genius producer. I think he got lucky with Snoop Dogg. Well, not even lucky, because he also founded Eminem and, and a lot of other people, but in the game and stuff. I just think he's a genius. He has an ear. He knows what's going to work. And he literally fucking made beats. So his ears are... I mean, he's just a fucking billionaire person that deserves it. That's what I think about Dr. Dre. And this album, I will bump for all time. Yeah? It, it, every I will always like this album. Is this like a top 10 for you? Yeah. yeah. This album? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know if it would make top 10 just because it's like... It's one of those things. It's like, uh, yeah, it probably would be actually. Yeah, I think for an album, it has to be front to back. You're listening to it, and it all is. The time. This one is, but this isn't. This is such a mainstay for me that I'm like, I wouldn't even think. Yeah, yeah, it is probably top ten. Yeah. Um. Right. Anyways, uh, so, uh, we got number thirty six, Michael Jackson, off the wall. Here we are. Now this isn't thriller or anything, but this does have like, I'm gonna rock with you. Oh, that's one of my that's one of my favorites by him. I know, me too. And don't stop till you get enough. This was like right this in between disco. disco. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's disco and then getting almost into the next phase, but not quite in there. Yeah, but you you said it. It's just this is I don't know uh, the disco but, album. Like I said, I personally personally on on this podcast, and I'm not speaking for Zach or anything, but I'm, I don't know if I can the things he was accused of. And again, postpartum or whatever. Did you watch the doc? I don't know. 
No, I, I refuse to watch the doc, so I probably shouldn't say anything. I don't. I didn't watch it either, but I believe them. I don't think. I feel like I don't even need to watch it. He'll probably be on the list again, so we we can revisit this <laughs> discussion. Okay, what about the Beatles? Where do you where do you rest on the Beatles? Well, my parents were huge, huge Beatles fans, so I grew up on them. And I don't know if you remember, but on the radio, they used to have breakfast with the Beatles. And they yeah, play, yeah, like, yeah. Ninety five point five, I think. Yeah, one of those stations. Like growing up, KLOS. and it just be like the random Beatles stuff that uh, you know I never like put it put an album together or listen to one all the way through up until later, like the last like 10, 15 years. But I grew up on just listening to all their songs, like every one of them. And now I would say Rubber Soul is the one I know the best. It's a pretty really? Yeah. I mean, the White Album is too, it's like so long and like there's a lot of shit on there. And then Rubber Soul, um, Rubber Soul is right before they got super experimental, but it still had some cool, some pretty Sweet, interesting George songs. Harrison lays down rocks for stair sit- sitar solo. Mm-hmm. Harrison called Rubber Soul the best one we made because we were suddenly hearing sounds that we weren't able to hear before. Does that mean they were on acid? Yeah, that's probably right. Like <laughs> maybe like around when they started taking drugs in the studio, maybe. But um, they they went from you know like straight edge pop rock to this like transition period to when they started just like really just doing whatever they did, were doing. And then they did Sergeant Pepper and uh, did, uh, Sergeant Pepper and another one, the Magical Mystery Tour. And those ones are like the crazy, trippy Beatles albums yeah. that everybody knows. But this is the one that was before it and is pretty sweet. Kind of lay, laying the groundwork a little bit. Yeah. So I never really was a fan of the Beatles. Um, always, like I said, give them respect. Just kind of like the Ramones. I was like, okay, they laid groundwork. They were... But now I'm like, I'm like in, more interested in them because I'm like, hmm, like John Lennon and that whole thing. And like, I'm like, you know what? I think there's more to this band because they were only around for like, what, like 10 years they were recording for as a band. There's more to the band. Is that what you said? Yeah, more. Well, more to them. Oh, what man. I thought, I thought they were just some fucking like British pop band, you know, like kind of, you know what I mean? I was like, this music isn't that good to me, but like, I don't know. I could, I I knew maybe I need to give them another look or something. I think there's definitely something something there. They're kind of acquired tastes now in terms of like I mean you, I don't know not an acquired taste it's the wrong thing. They I know like, what you're saying though because it's like I I not really am, no but the thing is like I'm starting to like them now. Yeah, but I'm almost yeah. fucking forty years old. <laughs> I I appreciate them more in the way they produce their shit now more than I did back when I was a kid growing up listening to them. And I liked the just like the simple songs and so. They're forth gonna be and, back on again too. This is like their whatever rubberneck, rubber soul. Oh, they've got at least like three or four on here. I'm sure. All right, uh, number thirty-four, Stevie Wonder in Inner Visions, mm-hmm. which is funny because Inner Visions he can't even see. So. <laughs> It's only inner visions, you know. He has no outer visions, you know. You know that um, I always overlook that, but yeah, it's true. Uh, Maybe that's why it's the name. I don't know. He was probably just like, I don't know. I'm just gonna fucking lay it down. This is what what year was this? 1973. He's like, I can't see, but I can fuck. Let's see what we got. Wait, wait. Higher ground. Huge hit. Take me to higher ground. Is that that one? No, that's. <laughs> is that a different song? It's not like an keep 80s on, Keep on turning. Chili Peppers covered it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you okay. know it. You know it. But then Living for the City is a good song. Uh, I think Golden Lady, which is a really good Stevie Wonder song, was on this one, maybe. But I kind of like some of the funky Stevie Wonder stuff before he went like 
No, I'm just not around. Okay, so now number 33 is seriously, seriously one of my top five albums of all time. And Layla hates me for saying this, but I fucking had a crush on Amy Winehouse so hard. Like, Mm -hmm. um, she ended up being a crackhead and like, but succumbing to the often what the most artistic among us succumb to is uh, the, you know, lifestyle of what they're in. It's fucking the... It was tragic. She died of alcohol, but man, did she fucking lay down a goddamn good album. She had a great voice. I'll, I'll tell you two things with her. One, my favorite album from her, and this is a good one, but you should listen to Frank, which is the album right before this one. Yeah? Hands down, like one of my favorite, really? favorite albums. It's a little more jazzy, but it's also got all kinds of good yeah. sounds. You know and how like I feel her, about her, jazz? No, I'm just kidding. And her, her, just her lyrics are just... Dude, you know, I'm Next I'm level. joking about the whole jazzy shit with the tribe club. I was like, I like jazzy shit. Like, I, I'm a drummer. Like, I love drummy. I like jazzy beats when it comes to drumming. I'm more I'm more attuned towards that and hip hop style, like of a beat, like a doom, like a boom bap kind of beat than mm-hmm. than an actual like rock or punk. I'm more drawn to that style. Like, so it's like, yeah, anytime I hear somebody doing like dope fills in between like dope hip hop shit, like that's why um, but no, Amy Winehouse, dude, her voice and just her look to me. I don't know. I'm sorry. Her, her lyrics were, were just better than everybody else's. I think that was in her. <sighs> That's what she was too good. Too good. Yeah. Too good to live. You should watch the documentary if you've never seen it. Amy. I think Here's it somebody that's like, okay, that fucking gets way too much credit. Beyonce, Lemonade. Um, she's all right. What? I don't know. She's Houston. I mean, she's good. She's good. She's, she's no fucking God amongst like singers you know what i mean she she probably is some illuminati person just like daisy it's much like you know it's fitting that they're married because they're both overrated as fuck so whatever and this this album i actually hate because she has a fucking like songs about like being mad at your husband for cheating or something but fucking girls always just play that shit when when they're mad at you so whatever is this the one it was all about jay-z cheating yeah hold up you don't know the one who loves Slow down, you don't know the whatever. Um, I've never made it through one of her albums. What a wicked thing to, to say, but, to, yeah. to say to the one that loves you or some shit. I don't know. Okay, um, it's actually good. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I fucking <laughs> like Beyonce's voice, but fuck her. Uh, okay, Miles Davis, kind of blue. Do you know anything about Miles Davis? I don't know. 1959. This this before my time. I can't tell you this album or anything about it at all. But Miles Davis was pretty legit from Turn what I've me. heard. Pause it for a second. Mm-hmm. Miles Davis. Who is Miles Davis? Miles Davis. I feel like that's a Billy Billy Madison reference. <laughs> Did he? Did yeah, he it was like it was like it was like if peeing your pants is cool, then consider me Miles Davis. I think you may be right. <laughs> that could be the line. Um, okay, so we'll move on. Um, number thirty. Okay, this is an album that my dad introduced to me as his favorite album of all time, and it might be in my top. It's definitely my top ten. Might be in my top five. Jimi Hendrix, "Are You Experienced?" Nineteen sixty-seven, when Jimi Hendrix was in England with his band. Mitch Mitchell is the drummer, and he's just fucking a wild man. He's like a he's like animal from the Muppets, just fucking banging out on the drums. And Jimi Hendrix is on acid, just laying it down as a young kid. What would you say about this album? Mm, 
Oh, we got Manic Depression, Wind Cries Mary. See, this is one like... In the wind! I couldn't tell you the album front to back. Cries Mary. For, with, with Hendrix, I grew up with the one album, which was the greatest hits one. Dun, I, know that, I know the hits dun, one dun, 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 dun. Yeah. so well. Yeah. So whatever was on that one to this Purple album, Haze I mean, is on this one. This is when Purple Haze first dropped. I think yeah. this is when they first got big. This is like their introduction album. Well, sixty-seven. I mean, yeah. Like, man, my dad. My dad has a story where, like, he saw them. He saw them in L.A. and they got booed off stage. And then they went to England for a while. And they came back to L.A. And then, like, people were trying to fucking like storm the stage because they were like such fans. So, like, it just goes to show that like certain people aren't ready. Like, people aren't ready for certain things at the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just not ready for the sound. And then Jimi Hendrix, he was like fucking one of the, I think he was like a Jesus Christ, a fucking whatever you want to call it, like a, a Messiah type, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think there was something about that guy. And I think he was murdered by, by the CIA, just like uh, Bob Marley. Okay, so keep going down. Um, we got the next one, um, 29, the Beatles White Album. Okay, so is it what what is the White Album? This was like, 1968. I think it was the double album or it's four sides of an I mean it's really fucking long. It's really it's a long like, album. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of songs like included in the White it's Album. It's like an anthology or something? A little bit. I mean, but some people say that this is like their magnus. What do opus. you say? I thought it was a little long. And you know, <laughs> there's there's some there's some killer <laughs> there's some killer tracks on this album like some of the Beatles like great best songs are on this but like listening from all there's the way guest, to the front to all the way to the back solo from Eric Clapton if we're just saying like from the album all the way to the front all the way to the back it wasn't necessarily my favorite not just cuz it was long i think just some of the songs it was a, it was it's it's uneven would and this is their would you say, their, would, would you say that it's a little too white a little too white <laughs> the cover is Alright, come on. Alright. D'Angelo? All right. All right. What is D'Angelo doing on this fucking... Wait, wait, wait. Am I reading this right, Zach? Number 28 album of all time? Of all time? Have I... I, I wouldn't know. I guess... I know, I wouldn't know either. I'd have not listened. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. That video... He's cut on the album. That Real video, cut. The video slaps. The video is... I mean, I, it got me horny, even. Um, but... You were like 12. I know, but dude, okay, can we just, I, I gotta read this. I have to read this. I'm so like, in the five years following the release of his 1995 debut, Brown Sugar, <laughs> Brown Sugar, D'Angelo grew disillusioned with the genre that had just anointed him with a rising star. I don't consider myself an R&B artist. The then 26-year-old told Jet, R&B is pop. That's the new word for R&B. In his quest to create something new, he looked to both the masters of soul, Marvin, Curtis, and Stevie, and contemporary inventors, Lauren and Erica, as in Badu. The end result was Voodoo, a moving, inventive mas- masterpiece. Fuck, Rolling, Con- Rolling Stone calling this fucking shit a masterpiece. That stands as an ultimate achievement of the neo soul era, crafted with producer and drummer Quest. Oh shit! Oh, okay. 
Quest Love on the beat. Okay, Zach. Quest Love on the beat. Okay, I get it. I'll I'll listen now. I know. Now 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 I'll fucking listen. No, um this this wasn't this went way beyond me when this came out. Voodoo this places Pink Floyd at. style cosmic jams. Okay. Pink Floyd style? Okay, I seriously have to listen to this fucking shit now. Zach, did you know that this was a thing? I don't know. With man. D'Angelo and his beats? No. I mean with Questla, I I'm listening. I'm all in. Okay, fine. Twenty what was that? The twenty fucking sixth album of all twenty eighth album of all twenty okay. seven. Twenty seven now. We're at Wu Tang Clan enter the Wu Tang thirty six chambers. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, and um, yeah, no, this is uh, it's up there, it's up there. I mean, it's fucking up there. I would say it's right there with the Chronic. Yeah, I feel exactly like this with it. I don't even know where to rank either. I'd say this is right above the Chronic, maybe, and maybe those are. I, I don't even know. Yeah, like, th- is it their best album? Wu Tang. <sighs> Yeah, arguably, yeah, it's their best album just because it's like it's probably their best album where each one of each single one of the members, there's a lot of members of Wu Tang Clan. There's like fucking a lot of them. How many were there in '93? You think? Uh, probably about like '92. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like every single one of them had to fire, and on this particular album, at least on most of the songs, every single one of them did. Now, I heard a fucking thing that broke my heart when. When the ODB was in jail, not one person except for fucking Method Man came to visit him. Method Mm. Man was the only member of Wu-Tang Clan that came to visit ODB in jail, and he died right after he got out of jail. And my dad died right after he got out of jail. I mean, I understand. It's a fucking lonely place, and it's like, dude, once you go to jail, you're like, fucking your heart's gone and shit. It's like, I really feel bad for ODB, dude. R.I.P. to him. It, dude, okay, like, there's a fucking documentary be, documentary about a fucking... Um, sorry, I'm cussing a lot right now. There's a documentary... Be, there's a documentary got this. about got a this. fucking show that they did on... Um, uh, it was a Rock the Bell show. It was, like, one of the first Rock the Bell show, and I was there. And um, there was a riot there and shit, and ODB didn't show up till, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And he didn't want to and stuff. And literally, like, the RZA and shit. And I think RZA is a genius producer and stuff. But he's literally on the record being like, literally, like, roll him up in a carpet and bring him here. Fuck him. Just bring him here. The people only want to see him. And it's like, yeah, RZA, you're fucking right. The people only did want to see him. So fuck you. And you killed him. And you didn't even visit him in jail. So. Why'd he go to jail? The ODB? Yeah. Man, ODB went to charge? jail. OD, dude, who knows? Like, did, it's like it was nothing. It was it was he didn't get like me too or anything. It was like some drug charge or something. And like he was in there with look, look. Do you think Robert Downey Jr. Do you think Robert Downey Jr. was in with fucking like people from Compton because they both got arrested in L.A. Do you think Robert Downey Jr. went to fucking a cell with somebody from like straight up the Compton streets? No, you know why? Because they give celebrities special treatment. And they didn't give ODB special treatment because they white people that booked fucking I I assume they were white. I don't even know the story, but like the people who booked ODB in 
fucking wherever jail that he was booked in, I think it was like New York or something, they put him in the general public and he got fucked with because he's ODB and he was obviously like a fragile artist type. He's not a gangster. Tupac wasn't a gangster. There's These are all fucking poets. These are artist type people that fucking talk about the streets. And he li- he might have been brought up within it, but he didn't like deserve what he got. He got beat up in prison. He got fucked up, and none of the none of his fucking friends apparently, and that's on record. So I don't even know. It's did fucked he, up. Did he do anything to them? Did he like? Did he betray no, them? No, he was probably no. He was probably like fuck you guys. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, only person that only person that visited him was Method Man. Hmm. So that's from what I've heard. And I, I would feel a fucking shame if I was those fools. And they have a classic album, yes. It should be 27 or whatever, 25 or 20 fucking 2. But, like, don't fucking abandon your homeboys. Like, Zach, if I fall off the face of the earth, don't abandon me. And now, actually, now I'm thinking about something that I said earlier. Now I'm thinking a little bit more about it, so. But anyways, good, man. okay, Patty You're Smith. Good. I just keep Patty going Smith here. horse. <laughs> We're gonna get through every one of your problems tonight as we go through twenty. All, Thank you. All twenty six left. Okay. <laughs> then Sorry. we'll do it. We'll do it. We, we're, we're halfway through. We're good. We're good. We're really? good on time. Patty Smith. Okay. Um, I saw Zach Rocha like inducting her into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's like Patty Smith. So tell me about. Do you know anything about Patty Smith? Oh, very little, man. I like don't know. aside from just being a good lyricist and storyteller. Um, I've heard good things, but no, I've never really delved into it. All right, let's move on. Okay, so 25, Carol King, Same. Tapestry. Same. <laughs> okay. Maybe. She's got some cool songs that I, I've heard, but yeah. Okay, so here we go. Sergeant okay, Pepper. so 24, The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And I've heard, the only thing I know about this fucking album is the cover and that Aleister Crowley is on the cover. Is he? Is he yeah, in there? He's in there. Okay. There's it, a lot of other people on, in there, too. I'm I've, in there. I feel like this would be your maybe your favorite one. You think so? What them. songs are on these? Uh, this one or Magical Mystery Tour, but this this one has do do Day in the Life, which is super awesome. Day in Life is like one of their coolest. Songs. How's it go? It's just kind of weird. It's got like an orchestra build up in the middle. I don't think and... I know it though. Oh, Lucy, Lucy in the sky with mm-hmm. diamonds. There's just a bunch of random kind of. They're Isn't all that supposed they're to be pop. about LSD. It's supposed to be. It's about just everything. <laughs> okay, so what, why do you, do you like do you like the album? Yeah, it's a good one. I don't think it's it's not my favorite favorite, but like top three of their albums. I mean, it's of really good. Album. It's one of the most psychedelic ones. Do you think it ranks over ones. than fucking Jimi Hendrix? Uh, that's a tough call, man. Like maybe it's like right there in terms of creativity. Yes, like every song is pretty creatively cool. I would say hell. Fucking no. Just a good. Listen. I actually don't like the Beatles, but like I said, I'm getting more into it. And of, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to make more of an appearance on this fucking list. In terms of rock and roll. Okay, what the fuck? Jimmy. This, okay, so this, oh, I, okay. Number 23. Mixed opinions. No, there's no mixed opinion. Well, maybe between me and you, but okay. The Velvet Underground, The Velvet Underground and Nico. Now, it's a fucking album cover with a banana. And much the way of I, I feel of the 2019 Art Basel or whatever the fuck it's called in fucking Miami, there was a banana on the wall and it sold for like $2 million. And this is exactly what I think about this <laughs> stupid fucking album. Is it's, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage trash that I fucking heard. 
And you know the actual album itself has a sticker over it, and you peel it off to reveal that. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. Wait, was was the banana? Sorry, was the banana yeah. thing that happened like a year or two ago? Yeah, at, was that at Miami? Yeah, maybe that was battle. based. Maybe that was they were just a Velvet Underground fan. Maybe that was based I off of that. I fucking hate this album, and I hate that art, and I hate Andy Warhol, what, what, and I hate everybody. What do, you, what do you hate about it? Like, what specifically? I listen to it because my dad had it, and he always put it up there with the Jimi Hendrix album. And Jimi uh-huh. Hendrix is like, fuck my shit. I love Jimi Hendrix all the way through. And Prince, some of the songs I like, some of the songs I don't. But, like, you know, Purple Rain and shit, I fucking groove with. This album, I put on, and I was like... I this is unlistenable to me. This whole album is fucking unlistenable to me. It's garbage. I'd say this one it's just all about the vibe and nothing else was like it. Even though it, musically like none of them were like amazing musicians. Maybe that's it. it. Wasn't Maybe that. that's it. Maybe I was just expecting too much, you know. Maybe yeah. It's not like they're they all, you know, like are classically trained in I mean it's like it's just kind of druggy Lou, music. Lou Reed. It's kind of druggy chill music that is kind of a little timeless. I, I like a few of the songs, and it's it's. Uh, I think it's got its place, but yeah, Lou I don't Reed, know what that it would doesn't be have like wild sign on it. I don't know. And I hate Lou Reed. I hate all that shit. Lou okay. Reed's in that same category. Next time, twenty. Okay, number twenty-two. Notorious B.I.G. Right. Ready to die. Okay, Here you go. this is you. Well, I I respect this. I do respect this. Um, Notorious B.I.G. is always rated up there with Tupac. They always put him with Tupac. I hate that they do that. They're nothing alike. Tupac is nothing like Notorious B.I.G. They're just like, they were homies or whatever, and they came up together and they had a feud. Okay. They don't represent the East Coast or the West Coast. Notorious, I really, the weird thing is, like, I don't, in the pant, like, I don't put him on the Mount Rushmore, like a lot of people do. Even though he is fucking amazing. He's amazing. You know what I say, like, there's certain rappers that should have died earlier, like Snoop or something. Like we would all have been like, "Oh shit, Snoop was the best rapper of all time." It's like, no, he just lived too long. You know what I mean? And, but I, I actually about Notorious B.I.G. I actually do think if he would have lived longer, he would have been, he would have made a lot more hits. So that's oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. And but dude, Ready to Die, Ready to Die is the album, dude. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. Stop rapping about dying. Maybe you'll live a little longer. And stop being fat, too. Yeah, okay, so uh, number 21. Number 21. You say it. Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Maybe I was born to run. <laughs> I, love, I love the Steen. I'm a Steen head. I'm a Springsteen head. Yeah. I, like, I like Springsteen. What do, I you, hear, what do you follow on him? I like him. I mean, again, like my parents' music more so than me, but like I've listened to him more and more this last decade, and I mean, just like you could respect the the way he would he he owned the room. That's like what his thing was, and I would like maybe still still see him live if like you know he, what I've I heard about Springsteen. So I heard that he adopted again, just like those fucking rappers that I was talking about, like the the Rick Rosses and shit they adopted a personality he adopted the fucking blue collar worker personality but he's not that maybe i mean sometimes it's not necessarily like so intentional as much as just like he made he a write, lot of money he writes it. some songs and then it, it just goes from yeah there. i i actually heard he felt guilty about it later on too he's he came out with the documentary talking about it that's the only reason i fucking know about it he was like i'm a fraud he's like i fucking didn't even like i'm not born to run <laughs> 
<laughs> I was born in America, though. Hey, wait. I think he's authentic. Wait, wait, wait. I know he's authentic. Let me just say something. You, for any young person out there listening to this, adopt any fucking personality you want because it doesn't matter. Nobody will catch you. And even if they do catch you, it's not going to matter. Look at Takashi69. He's fucking making millions of dollars right now. He's a, it's fine. But Bruce Springsteen maybe has one of the greatest live performances of all time. It was like, born in the usa when he did some france like it was like in paris or something he did like some fucking concert anyways okay we're moving on um (laughs) sorry bruce we uh, we don't have enough time we're at top 20 now we're at top 20 we're at top 20 no we don't have a lot it's we do we're at 45 minutes fine top 20 radiohead kid a i would i would rank the other one okay computer above kid a for me really kid a is what's the difference Today's more experimental. This is when they start, I mean, around when they started getting really experimental. And that stuff's cool. It's really cool to just listen to. But, like, in terms of just, like, like the catchiness and, like, a tight-knit song wasn't really there there. Okay, number 19, Kendrick, right. Lo- Kendrick Lamar, To Pimp a Butterfly. I've listened to the last record, not this one. I've listened to the last record, and I've listened to his first one, The Good Kid. Dude, Kendrick and Lamar is never so to fucking this overrated. Like, he's overrated. He was so much better in Black Hippie when he was like independent and shit. He blew up, and yeah, he's all right. But like, dude, stop trying to do like, well, whatever. It's just not okay. Look, it's working for him. Is he it's too working. big? No, no, it's not that. Look, in Black Hippie, there was like all these other rappers in him. It was J Rock, Absol, Kendrick Lamar, and. One other guy. Was this a mixtape that came out before no, his first album? No, Black Hippie was like a bunch of albums. Like, they had a oh. band. It was called Black Hippie, which is a dope name, too. By itself, Black Hippie is a fucking sick rap, black rap root name from Compton and shit. Like a collective? Yeah. Okay. Um, Absol is like the hippie. That's probably why they got the hippie name. Um, J-Rock is the their, their street guy. That's like the shooter. You know what I mean? Um, Kendrick Lamar was the lyrical guy. I'll give him that. Like he has always been like the genius guy. And then fuck, I can't remember the fourth guy. There was there was a fourth guy. There is a fourth guy. But um, I saw them at all these festivals and shit while Kendrick was blowing up. And Kendrick blew up, and rightfully so. He is a genius. But then he really got like artsy, and it's like what we talked about, like art core or whatever i don't fucking like jazzy that yeah got a little yeah it's too this jazzy one, and too, one, too huh yeah it's just like i don't know i don't i don't like kendrick he's too wordy he's like oh, da, ba, 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 da, 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 i feel like that's the reason so many people like him because he's got so many words fine fine and fine and does it like i said more power to him i don't like him i don't like kendrick i like j-rock um okay so number 18 oh shit your boy i went to i went to down what does that say? Bob Dylan? What? That's oh fuck! I fucking hate Bob Dylan. We ain't bring down Bob Dylan. That's not bad. <laughs> Way sixty-one <laughs> revisited. Okay, do you have anything to say about this record? I don't. Why does it rank so high though? Eighteen out of fucking five hundred records of all time. I don't know. I, you know what? I need to listen to more of Dylan's words. And you know why? Because this is this is Rolling Stone's demographic. Yeah, For, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're fucking okay. Oh what? <laughs> okay, so okay, sorry. Number seventeen. I I, I think I clipped the mic on that one. <laughs> is, it, is this also their demographic? 
<laughs> Number 17, Kanye West, My Beautiful, Dark, Twisted Fantasy. Um, our relationship with Kanye West was still in its love-hate phase when he created the 20... 20- Is this pre-Kardashian or post-Kardashian? I have to think I think before. this is pre, right? I mean, there was a lot, of, a lot of his stuff that Run was away. Free. This is, I think, okay, I think this is right when he was on the verge. And that's always a good album. When an artist is on the verge of losing their fucking mind, oh, they the will drop, <laughs> they, they will drop a good album. You know wait, wait, I mean? wait, so would you consider this his best album? No. No? Uh, what, no. What is it to you? Uh, the, what was it? The didn't graduate or whatever. The Graduate? No, the, no. Not, well, it wasn't called The Graduate. College Dropout? College Dropout, yeah. yeah. College Dropout. Is that his first or second? Uh, the one that has the song with um, Paul Wall, Drive Slow. Drive Slow, homie. Okay. No, dude, can I just say, pre-Kardashian Kanye is the most genius producer I think has ever lived. But he was too genius. He, 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 he went crazy. He went crazy. Like, if you, he will be brought up in fucking history classes, and they'll be like, "Listen to these fucking songs. They're almost perfect. Some of these songs are almost perfect." But then he went crazy. I wasn't a fan of. I mean, a couple of them I listened to and thought they were all right. Like, I'm probably this one too. But there was the one that I did with Rick Rubin uh, that came out. It was super controversial. I think it was the one with Fade. If you remember that song. Mm-mm. And maybe yeah, honestly, probably. I just didn't think the lyrics were great. I know he's, I know everybody just loves them, but okay. Uh, the Clash, the Clash, London Calling. Wasn't this the thing that they said the only album that ever mattered, or the only band that ever mattered? The Clash, nineteen seventy nine. I actually liked the Clash. Out of all those fucking like London bands from the seventies and shit, I actually liked the Clash. Do you like the Clash? Yeah, London yeah. Calling. I like the guy's voice. It's fucking sick. Um, I liked that, like, they've got, you know, five or six, like, really cool big hits that all sound different. Like, Rock the Casbah. Rock the Should I stay or should I go? Don't sound anything like. They were influential, like, right? Tommy Gunn. Lenny For Colley. sure, right? Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like they were just more the, like... For better or for worse. The, I mean, the songs, honestly, at the real... Uh, to be really real, they're not that good. It's like the Ramones. They're better than the Ramones, but it's like, it's like, but but to, but months. but in their time, yeah. like they kind of were like just pushing the fucking envelope, right? Or envelope, however you say it. Well, in a way, they were kind of punk. That's why he like the way he listen yeah. to the way he's he. Yeah, says, I love his voice, dude. Yeah. I love him. I love. I like this album. I don't like the Ramones, but this I think it was a little bit high up. But like again, it's Rolling Stones ranking this. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I like he how they're putting song. a bunch of rap. They probably have some. Okay, so. <laughs> Okay, so number fifteen, public enemy. It takes a nation of millions t- to hold us back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently, public enemy was very like influential, or not influential, but like they were very like outspoken at the time when I guess rap wasn't supposed to be outspoken or something. I don't know. All I know is I fucking met Flava Flav one time, and he was wasted in Hollywood, and I lit a cigarette, and he was with two beautiful huge white women and um it was a cool night that i was having but like i was like i I didn't feel like i was hanging out with somebody that made the top 15 rap album of all time but maybe he did fight the power i guess well how much was flavor flav uh like 
in charge of the band or what was his role in it? Again, he's the ODB. He's the street cred. You have to have somebody that hold. You have to if you're gonna be having a fucking message like that, and you're gonna be like black, I guess, especially you or any race really. You have to have somebody that the street respects so that you could actually give your message. They're like, okay, if he's on board, then we're gonna listen. And that wasn't Chuck D. Chuck D was mm, not that guy. Chuck D's the one that had the message, but he's kind of like. No, he spoke white and stuff, and fucking Flavor Flav mm-hmm. really was like, hey, like, hey, listen up, you know? But then, like, you know, he got treated like a clown in... He made some money during the that... What was that Flavor Flav show with, like, Bridgie Nielsen and shit, where they, like, did the Flavor of Love? Yeah, he and had a whole five-to-ten-year stretch roast. of these yeah, shows. Yeah, but, like, he TV. got... Yeah, and he made money. He made that corporate money, which... Yeah, but it didn't do him any good. I saw him after that, and he didn't look any... He didn't look good at all. Is, is he still wearing the, the clocks these days? This is a while ago. This is a while ago, but, like... Uh, I wonder if he's doing it now. Let's put it this way. I knew it was Slave. Because <laughs> I was like, first of all, who's this... Who's who's another, uh, like, five-foot... Five-foot-four, like black guy that you're going to see with two like five foot 10, five foot 11 white girls with huge titties only flavor. Well, that's like, remember the, remember the girl on flavor love his girlfriend at the time that she was like the actress. Yeah. Brigitte Nielsen. Yeah. yeah. I once saw her in person at, I was working like an award show after the show and she's like walking out just like super tall. Like, yeah, nice he likes bustier, tall, course, but like huge he, white girls. That was like his, that's thing his at the type. Time. That's his, that's his demo. <laughs> Okay, so, um, but yeah, no, good, good album. Rolling okay, Stones, XL on Main Street. XL on Main Street. What is what? What? what we are have to see about? what we got in here. Tumbling dice. Oh, tumbling dice is a good song. Torn and frayed, I think, is like a deeper cut that uh, Rolling Stones fans like. Um, Shine a light, rocks off all down the line. Man, there's, there's only not my. One. There's Not only the one, one Rolling Stone song I like. It's I seen a red door and I wanted painted black. That one's cool, but that's the only one. <laughs> that's the only one. All right, let's go. Um, all right, all right. Number thirteen, Aretha Franklin. I never loved a man the way I loved you. Okay, is there any songs that I know on this? <sighs> Respect. Respect to Aretha. Yeah. Any fucking girl that looks like that, she's ugly as fuck. Yeah. Any and girl that looks like that, that can fucking make it in the music industry, mm-hmm. respect. You must have a. She must have had an amazing voice. Yeah. And she, she did. The, I know she did. She had the song respect too. That's what I was saying. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, seriously. Respect. I was letting you go with it, but yeah, yeah. You're it's like, her song. oh, you're like, he, he really doesn't know. <laughs> No, I knew you knew. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, but now after you said that, but like yeah. respect. Um R E S B C T. No, okay, so okay. That will this That defines this, her. But this actually helped shape um our like culture kind of. This is one of those culturally shaping things too, you know? Well totally. I mean, did you see uh Megan the Stallion on SNL this weekend? I did, I did not. I missed it. She did. Well, you can watch it whenever. But like she did uh, Savage and whatever other another song. But she she basically and then like stopped kind of in the middle of the song and did just like preached a little bit about like the black woman, Black Lives Matter, this and that. And I don't know. She's trying to do like all these other women and rappers and everyone's just speaking shot, out. Didn't she get shot by her, her ex-boyfriend? 
uh what's his name in Tory Lanez foot? in the foot or something yeah she got a shot in the foot <laughs> she looks all right she's dancing around fine <laughs> she was, she was yeah she was dancing right. fine but uh yeah that was a kind of a bizarre thing that happened okay uh okay Michael oh, Jackson's back here on number 12 thriller okay so fuck I can't hate on thriller um I mean, why don't we just talk about him because like here's the thing should like, we even okay. so, so should I, we talk about the album should we talk about how he liked to fucking like before we do that let's look at buttholes let's talk about this kids. for like three minutes but like okay. here's here's what I'll say first so I, I do background music for hotels and restaurants and bars and like if you listen on radio or you walk into any store you will always hear a Michael Jackson song almost like wherever you may go maybe and, isn't that expensive and, for them to do no, no. I mean, if like they it's licensed, like yeah, they're licensed to, to use it, okay. especially with like our company. But like you do Pandora or whatever, like you can get, get Michael Jackson on most everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that came out, he disappeared from everything for a little bit. And we had a whole company wide talk about like you know should this be banned for should we take him out for life or the should we yes. or should we should we just leave it as is and you know like is there censoring involved in this out and that. For life. We we basically said like let's remove him for now because some people are gonna get triggered by that. But I also do. we're not gonna take him I out get for triggered life. By this fucking picture, dude. I'm sorry. Like I and I I don't even believe the fucking kid. I get triggered by the kid. The whole situation I get triggered by. I hate the whole fucking situation. You don't you don't think that he did something? I think he did something. He did some things. I think he did something. That's the that's the thing. And I just I don't know. But the I'll just say one thing. I'll say one thing right now. I'll just put it this way. When Black or White came out, I had a cassette tape. And it was white. The whole cassette tape was white. It was The color of the cassette tape was white. I remember that cassette tape and putting it in my fucking boombox as a little kid and dancing every night to that. That and Crisscross. So what's, what's your jump. favorite? What's your favorite track on this? Of, on what? On oh, Thriller. Oh, 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 on Thriller? Yeah. I mean... Thriller, probably. You got beat it. Thriller. Billie Jean. Wait, 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 wait. Billie Jean. Were you at Were you at that one party um, in North Hollywood? Oh shit. Were you in the one um, karaoke party in North Hollywood that I did like some? Yes. My, yes. Yes. Was I was that, there. Like, beat it or something. You did Billie Jean. Billie Jean. Yeah. Was that on this record? Yes. Or no? Yes. Okay. So that's record. Okay. So that's my favorite album, and I got kicked out of. Um, that club or whatever but. no we were at dimples and burbank dimples. which is which is no longer it's gone <laughs> but um was there for like years and years and was like known as like the first i think they were they labeled themselves the first karaoke bar like britney whatever. spears used to go there and like whatever. mr we're, belding from uh yep he was there we were there for what your 21st something i don't even yeah probably yeah. you got up and sang billy jean you killed it i, I you thought were, i did a pretty good job you were you're drunk but like you killed it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on. That's that's the best Billie Jean rendition I've heard besides his <laughs> own. <laughs> it was, I mean, I loved it. Okay, so, um, right. the goddamn fucking Beatles are number goddamn 11. Like, the, okay, the Beatles are on again. Do you have anything to say about this album? This one was between, I want to say, Rubber Soul, which was on here, and then uh, Sgt. Pepper, which was, I think this one was right in the middle of those two. So, it's right in that transition. Of still just like experimenting the studio, a lot of cool sounds. What's it called? Revolver. Revolver. Yeah, this is like the void. Tomorrow never knows. Uh, 
Taxman, Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. That's a pretty cool song. Wait, sing it. How's it go? Eleanor Rigby. I actually do like that song. That that actually is all the lonely people. All the lonely people. That actually is a jam. I'll give it to the fucking Beatles for that one song. And, I only like that song. And there's just studio stuff they did on the track that sounds cool. Eleanor this is like right where they started a really, really Dude, experiment. Actually, that's a good jam, that song. Yeah. I'd right. say it's the best one on here. All right. Keep it going. Keep it going. That's my... Okay. I, I'll agree. Just because of that one song, though. Oh, Lauren Hill. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Top, okay. Top 10. So, this is... The, okay. We're, we broke the top 10. This is number 10. Mm-hmm. And... I understand why Rolling Stone does this. I understand. And I'm not going to hate on him. This is my, like, maybe, this is my, like, number, like, 89th favorite album, or, like, maybe, like, 75th or something. But I understand why Rolling Stone is doing this, especially right now. Um, So she was completely established with the Fugees, and then this was her first solo album. And this is the one with like she's a really good fucking rapper. She's actually the most underrated rapper of all time. I'll give her that. I think she's one of the most underrated rappers of all time. Was she the first one that like rapped and sang for for Black Woman? Like one of the first. I mean, maybe rap and sang about anybody really commercially. She's really good. She's like really fucking and like she raps like really good. Like she rapped as a woman, but like. I didn't really look at because I was like, oh, everybody's like, oh, who are women rappers at the time? They were like, oh, Little Kim and fucking what's her name, um, the Brat and like other people like the Brat, yeah. No, no, but there was another one, Missy Elliott and uh, Missy Elliott and I don't know, whatever. I'll think of it. Yeah, no, but Little Kim and Foxy Brown. But anyways, um, and but like nobody said like Lauren Hill was a rapper, but like actually if you listen to her this album, it's fucking a lot of rap and it's amazing. It's this really good rap album. But she also said that if a white man buys her rap albums, she wouldn't want it to feed her kids. So fuck her. Interesting. You Interesting. heard that? Remember? You remember nah. that when Eminem bought her albums just to see if she would like starve her child? I don't know. That might have hmm. been racially charged. That might have been some weird shit, but. Yeah, man. She was, you know, it's a good album. She was, she was pretty, pretty talented overall for what I knew then. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. What are the songs? Do wop that thing. It's the only one I know. <laughs> that thing, that thing. That's the one. That's that like, thing. You still hear it? And it's a good song. Pop mixes. And it was like, dude, it was talking about how whites aren't like respecting the black culture it was ahead of its fucking time she's yeah. right she's she not a, wrong she's not fucking wrong she had a message to say oh my god number good. nine bob dylan if i have to see another goddamn fucking bob dylan or beatles track in this i might just turn the fucking computer off it's a great cover though with him just in the kind of speckled painting it's not even a good cover <laughs> um okay so what is this album called blood on the tracks blood on the tracks What's the songs in there? Anything? Uh, Is he yeah, like, this little blurb doesn't even say. on the tracks. <laughs> uh, I think he got it down. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. There's going to be people that are mad, though. <laughs> don't be mad. I just don't like Bob Dylan. Maybe right. I should right. just Well, if there's it. a Bob Dylan fan listening, and they need to tell you directly <laughs> like the best songs to start with. And there, then you'll judge from that. I don't think there's any Bob Dylan fans listening. Unless right. you repost this. I'll, uh, this um, mm. 
I don't think you will. Is that right. you don't have to. I'll tell you right now, you don't have to. <laughs> I don't even know where to repost a daily post. Instagram, baby. Okay. Um, okay. Prince, Purple Rain. Oh, wait. First of all, I didn't say that right. Prince and the Revolution, which I guess is his band? Or is that like his dick or what? Like All of the above. <laughs> the album is called Purple Rain. Purple Rain. And it came out in 1984, a year before I was born. And it had a movie. And the movie was a hit, too. It was, it was the soundtrack to the movie, I believe, like, technically. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Prince at all? Uh, or Purple Rain? I think we should talk about it for 30 seconds. And Prince, how much, how Prince much... is underrated overall, I think. Uh, until he died. Maybe. There was, there was definitely, like, this renaissance of his music and all and, like, his appreciation for it. Once he died. Him, once yeah. he died. But I don't think he got that recognition the last, like, couple decades he yeah. was alive. You know why? Because he's short. He was short. And short guys get no love. Maybe that, and he wouldn't play by the rules and this and that, but, um, like, what a musician. Like, I got into him later, if anything. He wouldn't play by the rules. He, you're right. Can you he ch- Look, for anybody that doesn't know, Prince changed his name to a symbol because you can't copyright a symbol. And the his record company was, like, threatening to, like, sue him or something like that. I don't know. Well, they, I think it was something like he he owed them another album or two. And he's like, well, I'm just going to change my name. So go ahead and put it out and try to market it. But you know who's the OG of that? Or not the OG of that. That was the He's the OG of that. He thought outside the box. That's like thinking outside the box. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to change my name into a symbol. And wait, me and Zach were actually kids when he did that. And hey, it worked. It fucking worked worked he made his guitar into that symbol he played a couple live shows and he's like hey fool you can't own me record companies don't own me i'm the symbol i'm not even a man or a woman anymore and he was all androgynous and shit he was dude prince was fucking ahead of his time but you know what he did he did a lot of shows where he's doing a lot of splits and like fucking sliding on his knees Mm -hmm. and shit and then getting all like fucked up every night and then like taking like painkillers and he's yeah. starting doing the Michael Jackson shit where he's taking stronger pants. This is according to how he died. Yeah, was off fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah. yeah. This, same shit as Michael Jackson. Yeah, I can, I can believe it because this, like, touring and what he does takes its toll. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, especially if you're in your 40s and 50s still doing it. Oh, like, man. You're feeling it all. And they, they're great at covering it up and pretending it's not there for the show. Yeah, because you have but, mad fentanyl. But... <laughs> Yeah, those guys are hurting. I mean, hey, it's the same thing with uh, Tom Petty too. Keep he, it going, keep it going. He was, he was. No, but Tom Petty, too. I was, I was. Tom Petty was actually one of the first guys that fucking brought up lawsuits against his own fucking like, like distributors and shit. Cause like and shit. Remember that? Like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, he had some issues with his label, or yeah, yeah, the label, like in in like rights and stuff. I'm not. I can't remember, but yeah, I'm sure right. he did. What number are we on? How come you can't go down? It, all right. He had some great songs. My favorite P- Prince song to finish that off is I Will Die For You. The funniest thing about Prince is he lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was from there. And he was from there and lived there. And he, like, repped it. And he, like, lived there. What was it? Paisley Park was And you know who he's friends with, too, is one of those food guys, like Andrew Zimmer or something. 
it's Maybe. just weird. Oh wait, wait, wait! What is this? What is this? This is actually an album that I fucking this is, love. This is a very relevant album right now. I'll tell you what it is with Fleetwood Mac rumors. Oh my god, 1977 Fleetwood Mac. Oh my god! I, I like this, this is definitely one that we can both agree is like in terms of classics. I like. Top, I don't know if I'd rank it top. seven of all time, but it's a really, really good album. I don't know where it ranks for me. But maybe, it's really, maybe really number good. ten. <laughs> it's fucking really good, actually. It's you know, fucking really good. You this, knew the backstory with this album? Where they were like uh, broken up or they something? Were all, they all were like shacked up, but then they like the bassist and the keyboardist they broke up. Everybody broke up, I think, right before this or around at this time or during it. <laughs> and um, that's the folklore of it because all the songs sound like, you know, they're just kind of broken love. First and... of all, Stevie Nicks, South Park makes fun of Stevie Nicks in the best episode. They're like, oh, Miss Nicks, Miss Nicks. And she's like a goat because, like, there's some people that say she doesn't sound good. But I'm in the camp that says she sounds pretty good. You know how everybody, like, the best-sounding men that sing sound like women? Like, she is one of those. Where, like, she is, is in fact, a woman. But she sounds like a man that sounds like a woman. If that Interesting. Makes any sense. I've never heard that. Did you ever hear? You've obviously heard the infamous story about her getting cocaine blown up her butthole, right? Uh, no, I didn't get to that Please one. tell me. You, oh, my God. You've never heard the Stevie Nicks cocaine... No, I've watched Anus, like this butthole fucking cocaine I watched, blowing up. I watched like the E True Hollywood story where she hooked up with Fleetwood. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mick, Mick Fleetwood? Yeah. <laughs> like later on they both were just talking about okay, it. Okay, well I know some stories. I don't know why uh, this didn't know. make the E True Hold Hollywood on. story, but apparently Stevie Nicks got her nose okay, so if anybody doesn't know about cocaine People were doing cocaine, so they were doing sh- like literally like snow shovels full in their fucking noses in the 70s, especially if you could afford it, the good shit. And it was good shit. But the thing about cocaine is it kind of eats away at the tissues of your membranes of your nose. It's like you can't just do, it's kind of like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like a corrosive, like acid type material, which, you know, you could do it. You could do it. And it's good, and I I recommend it actually. It's if you can get pure cocaine and shit, or anywhere near pure, pure cocaine, it's actually really good. But Stevie Nicks was getting pure cocaine, and she was blowing it, blowing it, blowing it, blowing it. This is a e true Hollywood legend. And then all of a sudden, her nose got all like fucked up. Like at a certain point, your nose is like either nostril, they're they're done, they're done. There's just a hole from left to right. I mean, it's not even a hole. It's just too raw. You know, yeah. you know when it's done. You know when it's done. You're like, I, you do it, and you're like, oh, fuck. I burn, I burn my nose. I chemically burn my nose on cocaine. I've never done it. I wouldn't know. But, like, I know, dude, I know just from doing it, like, a lot of cocaine, like, one night. Like, say you go to Vegas and you do a lot of cocaine. Like, I know, like, your nose is done. You're like, okay, I'm going to fucking... And... That I've always attributed that to being like, okay, well, I don't have cocaine that you get from like Peru or like fucking, you know, Colombia. Like, I'm not getting pure cocaine. I'm getting it cut, you know? If anybody doesn't know about cocaine, it's a fucking powder. You can cut it with anything. Um, if you sell weed, like, you can't cut it with anything because you have to sell it and it looks like weed. But cocaine is a powder, so you can add any other type of powder you want to it to sell it and as long as there's enough cocaine in there to get the buyer high they'll keep buying it from you 
All right, so Stevie Nicks. So Stevie the Nicks. Cocaine story. Stevie you Nicks. Fucking okay. Look, at a certain point, you you run out of nostril holes, right? You can't put it in your mouth. You have to get it up the anus. So her her tour manager at the time was the one who spread the story. I think he was putting a straw up her butthole, all a fucking what's it called, Wolf of Wall Street. The opening scene, that's where they get it from. That's a Stevie Nicks shout out. What'd they do? They, like, somebody blew it in? Do you, you take a, you, I don't know. There's something about, like, a a straw in the ass. Yeah, like, a straw in the ass and, like, a whole bump of, like, like, a big bump of cocaine. And they blow it in your butthole with a straw. That's, and supposedly, like, that's what Stevie Nicks invented because her nose was so blown out. Was this, like, mid-80s? Like later on, this it was, was it was, was like probably early eighties because this was nineteen seventy seven. This is when they blew up Fleetwood Mac, and this was when Coke was like the biggest. Yeah. Remember uh, Blow, the movie Blow? Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. that's when Coke was like Coke. Like everybody's like, okay, Coke. Oh, they were doing plenty here, but I think like you have like the Eagles and those bands that got into the eighties, and like Stevie Nicks, she broke off from Fleetwood Mac, but like they were already pretty much pros at doing yeah. what they were doing, and then probably came more problematic like in the 80s yeah but i've never heard of a story about uh, the guitar player from the eagles getting a fucking cocaine bump up his ass though it just never came out no but the fleetwood mac chick stevie nicks i've heard the story it's a a famous pretty open it's one of those like urban legends she she seems like a carrie fisher is like very open and would say it i'll tell you what it it is it's one of those like richard Gere, uh hamster up the ass stories Mm. where everybody's heard it and who knows if it's true kind of thing yeah. All right. So that goes right back to the name of the album, Rumors. <laughs> oh shit! Look at this. Now we can both Ooh, talk some rock. All right. You you say it. Uh. All right. So Nirvana Nevermind is at number six, and it wasn't my favorite favorite album of all the '90s alternative that came out when it was out. I mean, it came out a little like early on for me, and then I listened to it later. Yeah. I mean, this was like the beginning, beginning of the whole You know what thing. I liked around this time more than that? You remember that Smashing Pumpkins album where they had the ice cream truck? Uh, Gish. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, so. Yeah. Like, I liked that more. But that was around the same time, I think, right? Gish was like 92, 93. Was it, when was yeah. Black Hole Sun with Soundgarden? 90. That was more like 93, 94. 94, yeah. Yeah. But like, but Soundgarden had Bad Motor Finger that came out probably around the time of this. Do you remember too. Temple of the Dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with um, Eddie Vedder and R.I.P. Fucking the Soundgarden dude. Yeah, all of them. well, the rest of the band. So you remember Spoon Man? <laughs> yeah, I, I loved. If we're if we're talking favorite favorite albums, like you know, uh, what's a fucking Super Unknown? That album by by Soundgarden is like really? one of my favorite favorite really? favorites. Yeah. Why? It's so musically interesting, and the songs just grab you. And like, it's a moody, moody album. So, if you're in that mood, it's just it goes along with it. It's a good soundtrack. Okay, but it's just good. Can I just say one thing? I don't think Nirvana is gonna. Br- I'm, I don't know, but I don't think Nirvana is gonna be brought up again on this list. But you know what? Nah, you not know, this one. you know what album Maybe. I like, and this might be controversial, but the you the know the one? only, the only album I like. Of Nirvana, that's better. Well, I like actually a lot. I like whatever. I like Nirvana. I like Nevermind. But listen, fucking how good was Unplugged on oh, MTV? Yeah, it was that was that awesome. might have been their good. best of all time. 
right? Yeah. In in retrospect, because at the time we're thinking, okay, this is just Unplugged. He's doing something experimental. But in retrospect, if you look at their whole catalog, Unplugged might have been their best album of all time. Hmm. Interesting. Not. I mean, nothing wrong with thinking that it was really good. It's just a different vibe. A lot of people when Dave they think Roll, Nirvana, they Dave Roll the playing with the fucking rake sticks. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. The yep. unplugged sticks. <laughs> yeah. Well, both that one and Pearl Jam's unplugged are like amazing, all the way through. Dude, I give respect to Pearl Jam. Okay, just scroll down. Listen, what's next? What's next? We're getting down to the top fucking what? By Nirvana. Maybe we'll see. Top five. Top five. Fuck the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Abbey Road. Fuck the Beatles. Okay. The Beatles. No, Maybe nothing to say about Beatles. Beatles. What songs? Wait, what songs? I just want to know what songs are on there. I want you. I want you so bad. I don't even know that. That's song. all I'm going to do there. Never, never because, oh, darling, Maxwell Silverhammer. Da, 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 da. I mean, I don't know this one as well. I'm just kidding. I, I like I the Beatles. Okay, well. fine. The Beatles. The Beatles. Got it. Number we'll four. Going. Number four is Stevie Wonder's song in the keys of life. Do you know anything about that? Um, isn't she lovely, isn't Sir Duke? She... It's cool, dude. They're really giving it up for Stevie Fucking Wonder over here, are they not? I mean, I've I got it at some point. I listened to a bunch of his stuff, like within this decade. At what point? Oh, within this decade? I don't know. Sometimes I just go back and just listen to uh, just listen to older stuff and. You know, a lot of the stuff I've never got to ever in my life. Okay, fine. And I just try to listen. Let's break the top three. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Stevie's all right. He's cool. Uh-oh. Joni Mitchell. Mm. I like Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Who is that bass player, Jaco Pistorius? Mm-hmm. She, like, had him on, like, her fucking band for a little while, right? Mm, maybe. There was a Netflix documentary that I watched. It was Jaco, like... He seemed like a fucking down ass fool. Mm-hmm. He was. He seemed like one of the best bass players. Like he seemed like dope, and he ended his life playing in fucking like Miami in the park, just like as a bum crackhead hmm. for no money. I did not know that. Well, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wait. Do I you think have my, a- I think my my boy Jocko was named after Jocko Pistorius. Do you have anything to say about Joni Mitchell though? Um, I just know she, she told good stories in her lyrics and all in all we seem uh, to go, I got a couple of friends that really like her. You got till that's it's all I know. Gone. Pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Ooh, bop, bop, bop. Is that her most well-known song? The big yellow taxi? In my, I know, that's how I know her. Is it on this album? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, what's the next one? What's what are we at right Sorry, now? The number two album of all time, The Beach Boys. Pet Sounds. Is it's a pretty it that, cool album. Is it that good? It's a pretty cool album. How good is that album? It's pretty dang good. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's better than fucking Jimi Hendrix and Outkast. Oh, well, that's why we can't rank these things, man. <laughs> it's just such a different vibe. It's there's too many vibes that you're all we're all trying to rank within the same list and it's Dude, impossible. I, you know, it's I impossible. like I like fucking Travis Scott's new album better than this fucking Beach Boys album. No, man, what do they have a moment in the, time? What do they have on the cover? A fucking goat? What is that? Yeah, it's pets. It's their pets. Oh my god. What? Okay, time. so Zach, can you please try to try to just explain this a little? Why would why would they even pick this 
as number two. Like, um, I'm kind of mad right now about this fucking album. Um, God Only Knows is a cool song. And honestly, this this album is more famous because of the music, like the orchestration. Wasn't one of them friends with Charles Manson? Yeah, the drummer, I think. <laughs> Dennis. I think it was Dennis. Were they from the Valley? Yeah, they lived in like Box Canyon or wherever for, for a bit. Dude, I'm not down with this band. And I'm not down with this <laughs> ranking either. Okay, you gotta do, listen to do, it. You, do you agree? Have, what would you put this album if it was your list? Like... This wasn't like you, this wasn't surfing in the USA and like silly like beach songs. This was like it was more more substance for Beach Boys. It was like like a lot more substance. But still, when, still kind this of This is poppy, when Charlie happy. Manson was like, oh, you know what? I think I may need to fucking kill fucking Shannon Shannon Tate or whatever the fuck her name was. Well, that was sixty nine, I think, and oh this my God, was sixty six. So this was is like, like the lead up. I don't know. This is really like freaking me out. This album and this placing. I think this is some Illuminati shit that the Rolling Stones is trying to pull on us. I don't like it. I think it's a good album. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's Should we cool. sample it for like a rap album that we should do? It's probably already get, been. I want to get you on... Fuck them. I want to get you on a rap album with me and you're doing the beats and I'm rapping. Yeah, I'll play. I'll do the music. I'll do some music on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We started that and just kind of like... Well, I can stopped. do it. I can do like... I can do it all. I can do it right now. You ready for number one? This is all number one. All in all, we seem to go. Oh no, wait, that's Joni Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We we could cover that. <laughs> oh my God! See, we could do it. You gotta um, sing it. You gotta sing it. Okay. All right, ready? Number yes, one. Well, number one album of all time, Marvin Gaye. What's going on? And you know what? I'll fucking back it. I'll back that. You know why? Because Marvin Gaye had the best voice of all time. If you, you listen think so? to, if you listen of all to, time. I think so. All right. The, okay, look, it might be the way it's recorded, and I've only heard it because it was recorded in a certain way. And his soft ass fucking black voice is like, it's just, it sounds like some fucking like coffee in the morning, like with a little bit of cream in it. Like it's just so nice. Like it's like so. It just warms the soul. And, like, to hear that he was killed by his dad, I'm like, yeah, right. You fucking were killed by the CIA, too, you motherfucker. You were killed by the CIA because, dude, Zach, we will end it with this because we're we're in an hour and a half right now. The fucking CIA was built to kill black people, influential black people, because black people are influential. They're the most influential. Think about it. This fool made the best album of all fucking time in in Rolling Stones eyes. And no matter if anybody can dispute that, that's significant. He was influential and his dad killed him. His dad killed him. You heard the story, right? Yeah. I don't believe it. Why not? I feel like it's totally plausible that family fucking kill each other. Is it plausible? How did um, Bob Marley die again? I don't know. Cancer don't from know the really. foot from soccer injury. Um, how did Jimi Hendrix die again? Throwing up in his mouth. Zach, you know me personally. You know me personally. How many times have I thrown up in my mouth? You're good at holding it in. <laughs> no, but that's not a way to die. You instantly... I don't think you were doing what he was doing. I'm telling you, I was. Uh-huh. That's a... It's just a Maybe not. No, I wasn't. Well, first of all, first of all, I wasn't doing what he was doing. He was fucking shredding it with his teeth. Did you ever see him like playing guitar with his teeth? 
Yeah, Zach, definitely. you play a lot of guitar. Yeah. Have you ever thought about playing it with your teeth? I mean, if anybody does it, then it's because of him. He's yeah. started it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen Tom Morello do it. Though some of those guys do it too. I'm saying, but like, he was first. He was like another level, and the he the powers that be were like, shut him down. They're like, fuck this fool, dude. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I I never thought of this, but I've heard this before. I just heard this actually recently. Um, you know Martin Luther King. Um, I I heard he was like, kind of like let they let him do his thing, and fucking uh, Malcolm X was the one who they killed because he was the one who had more of a movement going on. I well, know, Malcolm dude. X was known as the one that was okay with a little violence to get his point across. Where yeah, Martin like, Luther King was was very much about peace. Like they had I different know, styles. Right? I know, but like as in rap right now, like think about it. As in rap right now. I think there's some rappers that are fucking bought and sold. Sure. Like th- they're controlling the movement. I think there's some NBA players that are. Like but do you, think th- do you think it's not authentic? I think it's not authentic. I think they're bought and sold. I think they're bought and sold, and they think... I think that they don't know what they're doing is right. I think that they're told what they're doing is for the best of the culture, but it's not. You know what I mean? I think it's like some George Soros type shit. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, maybe. Think about it. Malcolm X, Malcolm X was know. good for. He was just better than he was. I think he was good. I think his message was good, but like he got co-opted and then he ended, ended up getting fucking killed. You know what I mean? So, but I can't really speak on that because like I'm not. You know, what if it's black. just better that they're alive and they make good music and they make more money for the white man? <laughs> like, know, wouldn't, wouldn't what that saying. just be an opposite, like, reason to not kill them and just let them be? And how much? And how? I mean, as much good as they do, how much harm are, is the CI really taking from it? Maybe they were like, I'm. I'm sure you're probably right that some of these guys had files, like big files back in the day. I'll put but, it this way. I don't know. If I'm the 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 um the the Epstein flight logs. They didn't have any fucking rappers. I don't think other than like Akon and a couple other random ones. Like they didn't have any rappers on their file. So you know, who Akon knows? was was on Epstein's plane. Yeah, <laughs> with Gwen, Gwen Stefani, and it was right around the yeah. time that they dropped Whoops. the song together. I think I think Akon might have just accidentally been on there. Like Gwen Stefani was like, oh, like. We're going to this fucking party, and Akon was like, "Okay," and he accidentally got on the wrong plane at the wrong time, because <laughs> it was that song, "Wee-oo, Wee-oo. <laughs> You don't think Akon got to the island and was like, mm-hmm. "The Akon then got to the island and was like, no. wait a minute, what the fuck? These white people do this? <laughs> oh shit, I've I've made it." Moving on up. Okay, Zach. Um, we're at an hour and a half exactly. So, are you ready to end it? Yeah, man. It was a good. Uh, it was a good talk on music, which I now realize with all of these, like I barely know shit. Like I've barely listened to enough, and there's always more to check out. But some of the stuff I'll never, you know, it'll never be my thing. But it is fun to talk about. Yeah. Till next time. Fun. This has been another episode of Place. <laughs> Peace out. On their list.